In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hey, everybody. This is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. It is November 29th, 2018. I'm in Harrison, New Jersey at Red Bull Arena. We're at Atlanta United was defeated by the Red Bulls one to nothing in the second leg of the MLS Eastern Conference Finals, but advanced to its first MLS Cup by a 3-1 to series win. It will host Portland, which just defeated Sporting Kansas City 3-2 to in the MLS Cup on December 8th at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Tickets are on sale, and most of them are already gone. Uh, I was just looking at various sites to see. I have a, a different guest, a special guest tonight. I'm joined by Joe Patrick of Dirty South Soccer. Uh, we shared a ride over to the stadium. This was his first road trip this season, and so he got to witness a little bit of history. Did you have a good time, Joe? Uh, I, had a cold, I had a cold time. I had a, cold, <laughs> I, I had a grand cold time, uh, but it was fun. It was, it was great to cover this team. It was kind of a nice kind of way to encapsulate this whole season come on this road trip and and see see this team you know get this this result that they needed to get tonight it's been a long four years uh since the franchise was announced in 2014 i can remember i was supposed to take my kids to destin the week after the masters i was covering the masters and i remember emailing with uh a source asking when the announcement was going to be. They said, it's not going to be for a while. I said, okay, well, let's, I hope it's not this week because I've already booked a trip to Destin. <laughs> no problem, no problem. It's not going to happen. Then I get a call. It's going to be Guess next what? week. <laughs> Put off the vacation, went to the franchise announcement uh, uh, at, uh, it's a meeting space uh, near Illegal Seafood near Centennial Park. Uh, it was a hoot. A lot of the Terminus Legion guys were there already ready to go a bunch of them were at the game tonight and then i just think back on all the different things tata martino's introduction at the world of coke uh interviewing darren eels at arthur blank family headquarters uh near buckhead uh the first training camp in bradenton uh the first tournament in charleston um the first player alex timbacus who <laughs> nobody knew would never have known and is no longer with the team and now they're going to play for their first MLS Cup. It's It's been just kind of a wild ride. Definitely. I, you know, it's interesting from my my perspective is a bit different because I wasn't covering them as press when that right. the, those announcements happened. I remember watching it, that announcement that you talk about, watching it on a stream in my office without my <laughs> boss watching. And as soon as it was it was over, I plopped down my 50 bucks for my season tickets, for, you know, for my for my to get myself a spot in line. And I thought, you know, should I even put down the $50 cuz I don't even know if I'll be living here, you know? Maybe I get a new job somewhere and right. I won't even be here and whenever whenever this club actually starts and 
you know, that was just one of the the best decisions I ever made um, because it kind of led, for me personally, just to a lot of new experiences, a lot of opportunities, um, and just cool stories that I'll just have with me for the rest of my life. And I think that, you know, we all have, whether it's me or you or any of the listeners, you know, everybody kind of has their own right. story and how this has all evolved since they started with the club, whether it was that day that that announcement was made or maybe the first game that they went to last year or whenever it was. You know, everybody has their own personal evolution with this team. It's uh, Let's do some quick housekeeping. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC, on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now, and I've covered the team before it even had a name uh, for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Joe, how can they find you? Uh, I'm at Patrick 200 on Twitter, and you can follow uh, Dirty South Soccer at Dirty South Sock, S-O-C. And those guys do a great job. Um, we approach our coverage a little bit differently, um, so it's fairly comprehensive. You throw in Jason with Soccer Down Here, uh, .net and, and the work that he does. And if you're new to the sport and new to the team, I, I would strongly recommend that you try to follow all three of us mm-hmm. um, to consume your Atlanta United news in this next week. Um, we could talk a little bit about tonight's game in the long run. While it's important, you know, what happened isn't that important. Um, Red Bulls had a goal pulled off because of um, – I don't know what the actual foul was, but uh, Aaron Long headed the ball out of Brad Guzan's hand into the goal. I don't know if that's goalie interference or infringement Apparently it's or illegal what. somehow, yeah. Um, but then they got one in the fourth minute of stoppage time by Tim Parker, who had a horrible series for the Red Bulls. Conversely, Michael Parkhurst and Leandro Gonzalez-Perez, Jeff Lernowitz, and Franco Escobar were just fantastic for Atlanta United, and they have been throughout the the four games they've now played in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of funny, right, how this playoffs has gone where um, contrasting with the regular season, the regular season, everything's about process and philosophy and doing things the right way, maybe if even if they don't lead to a result, um, you know, you want to instill a, a method, a process of, of doing things. So a lot of that was, you know, playing out of the back and doing new, those kinds of things and playing kind of this beautiful, attractive game and this, that's not what we've seen in the postseason, and it's led to great results. This team has shown that they're right. able to play in a different kind of way, um, maybe a way that we didn't even know they were capable of playing. Well, I, I've been much more of a fan of the three-five-two that they used again tonight and have used in all four games of the playoffs and that they used for a long time during the middle of the season uh, than the four-three-three. They got away from the four-three-three when Darlington Nagby was injured Martino didn't think that the three five two would work as well without Nagby when they came back. When he came back in September, they brought that formation back, and it's what you'll see again against Portland. Um, a little housekeeping about Portland. They faced each other twice in the past two years. 1-1 draws have been the result both times. The first at Providence Park last year, and then 1-1 draw again this year at Mercedes-Benz. Providence Park, uh, I'm sorry, Portland is also a counterattacking team. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how both approach. I'm assuming that Timbers are going to try to get to penalty kicks, and Atlanta United probably will not try to get to penalty kicks. They're going to try to put this thing to bed early. Uh, so you might see the more offensive 3-5-2 with Garza and Escobar really bombing forward to try to stretch Portland wide and then have Almiron and Martinez attack the seams that are created as the center backs and the defensive midfielders have to move out to make sure they don't get flanked. Um 
it was a fantastic scene after the game. There, there's lots of photos that'll be on AJC.com and I'm sure on Dirty South Soccer uh, via Atlanta United. Uh, and the good work that their communications department does. I was going to say we don't have we don't have a photographer here, but right? Well, we don't we <laughs> we'll, don't either. We'll, we'll take them from the internet. Uh, Arthur <laughs> Blank was here. Um, a lot of people continue to ask me about Arthur Blank's commitment to Major League Soccer, and I keep trying to tell them that he is as committed to Atlanta United as he is to the Falcons. Uh, and I think you saw that again tonight. Um, a couple of other kind of odd moments. The interviews were a little bit different tonight uh, because there are so m- many media uh, in the locker room and everything. It's usually just me and a transcriber for road games, uh, maybe somebody from Major League Soccer. Um, and tonight there were dozens of people. Um, and so we all moved out to talk to Martino all season the, for the past two years. have had the same spot off the left shoulder of whoever's in front of the backdrop. And I couldn't get there this time because – the locker room was just a, a madhouse. And so I just kind of hung around because I know we're going to get transcription of quotes anyway. Um, but before Martino started his press conference, he asked where I was, and I could mm-hmm. hear him, and I raised my hand, and he wished me a happy birthday. And that's just – I was a little struck. Everything that's going on in Martino's life right now, an MLS Cup, an alleged job with Mexico that is going to happen as soon as the MLS Cup is done, I'm assuming – and he, were, he, somebody told him it was my birthday, and he, and he wished me happy birthday. That was just a weird moment for me, but it was appreciated. That's really beautiful. That's, that was beautiful. And Tata, thank you for reminding me. Happy birthday, Doug. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, so anyway, it's just it, it was a weird night. The next week is going to be very interesting. Uh, the league now takes over the tournament. Um, I don't think it's going to affect what Joe and I try to provide for you each day. Uh, you'll get more. Ac- we'll, we are going to get more access mm-hmm. next week. Uh, I believe the league MVP gets announced this week. Uh, we'll see who that is. I think the front runner's got to be Joseph Martinez. I would think so. Who set a single season record with 31 goals and has now scored a league record regular season and postseason combined 34 goals. Um, he's got to be the MVP, I would think. Um, and really, the only other news is going to be whatever happens to come out of stuff next week. Yeah, there should be a lot of events. I mean, I, I would think that you know MLS is going to make a big, you know, they're going to make a big deal out of it. It's a big marketing opportunity for them. So there will be, I'm sure, events and things for fans to get involved with. So it's going to be a big week. I think it's going to be pretty fun for everybody. Uh, obviously, for us covering it, but then for fans as well, there will be something for everyone. I've been told that my uh, paper, the Atlanta Journal Constitution, and AJC.com. Have, are putting together a comprehensive coverage plan. Excellent. Uh, so I hope that you'll subscribe at least to the digital edition. It's very, very cheap. And not only do you get the Atlanta United coverage, but you get your community news, you get your political news, you get uh, the other teams in Atlanta that I'm sure that you follow, the other college teams in the state that I'm sure you follow, and there's a lot of big things going on with Georgia Tech and Georgia and Georgia State basketball. Uh, right now also that you get coverage of as well as Kennesaw State football I shouldn't leave them out Um, so anyway please consider subscribing Uh, please consider rating this podcast on iTunes and sharing it with your friends it it helps uh, push it to the top of of all the soccer podcasts that are out there Um, I've posted the game story a short on Parkhurst I'll obviously post this and then I think I'm going to crash because I'm pretty wiped out and then I'll do something with player ratings and Leandro Gonzalez Perez 
uh, for tomorrow. Joe, what have you done and what are you doing? Mm, yep, I've got something going on on LGP as well tomorrow. We'll have um, we'll have something on Gressel, I believe. I think he Gressel has just been amazing the way he yeah. stepped into central midfield yeah, in the playoffs. And he's nobody's get really paid ta- after this season. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a, a lot of people have talked about Escobar, how great yeah. he's been on the right wing back in the right wing back role. But I think you know, conversely. Gressel filling in in central midfield has been huge. So we, we're going to cover him as well. Uh, we got to talk to Darren Eels a bit, so we'll have a little bit of some, what he said tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and just more general coverage uh, leading up to the game. Yeah, that was the other interesting thing from Darren tonight. Um, last week, if you saw, Jeff Lorinowitz had said uh, that the only thing that would top the TIFO that was before the NYCFC game is if Darren can figure out a way to get the stadium to levitate. So I did ask Darren tonight, have you figured out a way to get the stadium to levitate? And he said he's reading his Harry Potter to try to figure it out right now. <laughs> so there you go. He's always got a he's always got a reply. Yeah, but the the supporters groups, you know, led that TIFO. It was fantastic. It's one of the best I've ever seen. I'm excited about seeing whatever's gonna be the TIFO uh next Saturday uh for the MLS Cup. Um I'm Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal Constitution. You can follow me at D Robertson AJC or Doug Robertson AJC on Twitter. Atlanta United News Now on Facebook. And again, please consider subscribing to the paper. Joe, once again, how can they find you? Uh, at Patrick 200 and at Dirty South Sock, SOC. Again, Atlanta United loses to Red Bulls 1 0 in Harrison, New Jersey, but advances 3 1 on aggregate. It will host Portland in the MLS Cup at Mercedes Benz Stadium on December 8th. Y'all have a good night. I'm Ernie Suggs, race and culture reporter for the Atlanta Journal Constitution. And I'm Ned Ravone, lifestyle columnist. Atlanta has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody. It means everything to me. I've been living here for 24 years, and I am still amazed at how rich the city's Black culture continues to grow. Every day I wake up, I learn something new. Well, you all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. Like historically black colleges and universities. Atlanta's thriving art scene. And the city's growing neighborhoods. Wherever you live, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what issues are important to you. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Oh,